What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm going to be honest, don't really know what I'm doing. He was often a player that I would buy on Football Manager. That's it's already a terrible reason. From Jon Snow, Matt puts Dan's wardrobe to shame. You know nothing, Jon Snow. Look at him, the cat that got the cream. Ian Tyler said it was the worst thing he'd ever seen in his life. Monk, really, he's, what's he, I know Monk. he's manager. What kind of thing is <laughs> Gary Monk. Five out of ten. I know, I haven't finished yet. I cannot believe Gabby had Bonner Horseshoe. That's crazy, That's isn't terrible. it? Yeah, we might well have lost listeners early doors again with a long, long-winded intro. Go, shoot. Hello, welcome to the Villa View podcast with myself, Dan Bardell, and my colleague, Thomas Julian. Obviously, last week we joked after what was quite a depressing podcast actually <laughs> yeah we joked that six easy points coming up and as it turns out we have had six points not not easy but we have had well the aforementioned six points yeah the, i mean we'll, we'll get on to it but new year's day was absolutely fantastic the 30th i think we recorded the podcast on the 29th Ninth, of, yeah, yeah. Uh, or maybe the day before 28th it was the 28th we, we the days all merge into one we came out of here going oh mate that was awful to talk about we had a, a really sad time didn't we sit i here? mean we was actually supposed to record the villa view match preview after the podcast but we depressed ourselves so much that we couldn't bring ourselves to stay another 15 minutes and do that do that preview but we did it the next day but yeah I mean we should have done it that yeah, day because then I had horrendous computer issues no one really cares about the, your archaic no. dial up internet to, to be honest <laughs> you caveman but the hamster wheel yeah. running around but but yeah let's talk about the football let's talk about I mean Aston Villa Middlesbrough a 1-0 win Snodgrass at the back post and, and Villa come out come out of that with three points and you know it wasn't didn't seem the best game no but a huge three points for Villa Spoke with Ian Taylor yesterday, obviously, working with him for Villa, and he said it was a ugly, yeah. ugly win. But I think you have to be able to do both. In, in football in general, Man you were always able to do this. You have to be able to t- win those ugly games, take the 1-0. Man you used to go through periods of doing that under Sir Alex Ferguson all the time. But you've also got to be able to play the expansive football. And we actually showed yesterday that we're capable. I didn't know that we were. But we're actually capable of doing that under, under Steve Bruce. So you've got to have the both sides, but the Middlesbrough game is crucial because, quite frankly, we were on a horrific front yeah, well, going they, into that. And, and and sorry to interrupt you there, but no they, they were they were so close to us with only one goal difference between the two teams at yeah. that point. And you kind of knock them back. Poulis' first game in charge, and he, he suffers a bit of a setback. Middlesbrough on a two-game uh, winning streak, if you like. That's cut dead. And Villa on a on a winless run in December. Actually, when, when on the face of it, I mean, it wasn't a great December, but you take into the 1st of January, and actually it doesn't look too bad anymore. Well, you, you, we'll, we'll come on to the league position and all that kind of carry on. And, and actually, it's I mean, we're, we're looking pretty healthy. Yeah, and considering the squad's got a lot of players missing as well, I mean, the bench is full of kids, which can sometimes be a good thing, and people obviously so. have been advocating that they want to see people like O'Hare, Hepburn Murphy on the bench but Middlesbrough on a good run as you say and we've kind of knocked them down a little bit got ourselves away from them but the league is just absolutely crazy yeah absolutely crazy I mean Bristol City have now lost two in a row so what I mean I didn't like Steve Bruce's post-match after the game I didn't like his wording 
But what I think what he's saying is that every team will have the kind of run that we've had in December at some point. And actually, if you look at our January and February games, there's a big chance for us to go on a run now and actually really challenge for second. And we're actually pretty close to second now. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the uh, Bruce comments because I've, I've got them here. I've got some of them here. He talks about the injured players that we're missing, which I've well, we've both talked about quite a lot over the last yeah. few weeks. And I think is a genuine reason for him to, to kind of take solace from a, a, a disappointing December. But he also said, I hope it shuts a few people up again as it's become very annoying um, when we're always just one week away from a crisis. We have to get on with the job in hand. Kind, kind of dismissive of the fans a little bit there. The thing is, it's not clear who he's aiming that at. Is he aiming it at the press? Although the local press are very supportive of him. Yeah. But is he aiming that at the press or is he aiming it at the fans? To me, he's probably aiming it at the fans but it's not clear and even if he's not aiming it at the fans the fans are going to take it that he's aiming it at, at them I get what he's trying to say because he is take, he has taken stick and if you, you could see when he walked off against Brentford he was getting dogs abuse yeah. from the Villa crowd so fair enough he, want, he wants to fight back and he's got every right to fight back but there's also a big group of fans that aren't haven't been giving him abuse so it kind of it brings an us against them kind of mentality which I don't really like that's exactly that's exactly what I was going to say there it, he, he feels like he's been backed into a corner a little bit and rightly or wrongly whether he has or not he, he needs to rise above that because the unity of the club is the most important thing and he is at the focal point of that if he starts taking little pot shots and, and it's a, it becomes a bit of a tete-a-tete between the management and, and the fan base that's never going to end well and the club is the one that's going to suffer there and the, the fans have got so many ways now to voice criticisms. And again, that's a thing, something that will probably annoy Bruce. When we do lose a game, it is all over social media that he's a clown or or whatever, not very nice things mm. about him. And that would, get, that would get my back up, I suppose, if I was a football manager as well and I thought I was doing a good job. And he obviously thinks he is doing a good job. And to be honest, you look at the table now, not even, not even a week on from our last negative podcast, and it does seem stupid to have been moaning yeah. now because we are so close to, to second place so it, do, it does fit I get what he's trying to say I just don't like the way he's worded That's it. it he has to as the manager there and I know a few people were calling for you to be the manager after last week's podcast I, I've had no praise for us winning games so <laughs> no, I, I don't know why true. I'm getting stuff when we're losing but he does have to be it's kind of like a I don't know like a school teacher or whatever you can have all the kids shouting stuff at you and do all that you can't write you can't like rise to it that's that's kind of the point and that's a kind of pathetic analogy a little bit because you the, are pathetic the, the fans aren't the fans aren't school kids well, some of them are. Some, <laughs> some of them are yeah but they they have their right to voice their opinions that's that's up to up to you you can you do what you want if you pay pay your money you support the team you do all that kind of stuff but the same i just want to go back to the point that we're we're all one team and and i think it was really evident on on new year's day that that once everything kind of starts to click, this is an amazing group of uh, amazing, a, a brilliant group of players that that can. By the way, you didn't like your, your, your use of the word <laughs> amazing there, and then and then change it to brilliant, which is, is exactly the same thing. But, uh, okay, so in the championship, it's one of the top groups of players that, that yeah. in the league and. We're starting to see that, and we'll, we'll come on to it again. But they're players, amazing and brilliant. They are amazing <laughs> and brilliant, and uh, and they're coming back as well. The best players are also coming back, and we could see a 2018. That's really, really successful. Yeah, I'm hoping 2018 is going to be our year. Obviously, it's got off to a as good a start as we could have asked for. I mean, yeah. I never, I never dreamed yesterday after 20 minutes that we would win five nil because, quite frankly, 20, 20 minutes, first 20 minutes, we couldn't pass wind. Yeah, it was it was awful. We were. I was saying to my dad, we looked absolutely terribly, and then suddenly something just. Changed. Obviously, we scored out of probably a little bit against the run of play, and then we just ran riot. We yeah. were so clinical. I think we only had six shots on target. And we've scored five goals. And there were some really, I mean, we'll come on to it. Some really, really good performances from Villa players and, and players that have got, have got a point to prove. Tommy Elphick's come in the last two games. That was another thing I didn't like from Bruce, actually, post Middlesbrough. He basically admitted he wasn't going to play Tommy Elphick, mm -hmm. which I found strange. Because that sounds like it was one of the main reasons why we won. I wouldn't have wanted to see Yedinak. Back at back in defence because he's not comfortable there. We've seen he's not comfortable there. Yeah. So if you <coughs> missed this, or, or it's, it's been such a long week since uh, since you looked at it, it was uh, Glenn Whelan that was ill, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, immediately prior to the game, with a, with a couple of other guys actually. Davis was um, one. Yeah, and was it Neil Taylor? I as think well? he was just rested, Taylor. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, Whelan was was slated to start, which would have meant probably Jednak centre back. That's what and, he says. Yeah, Bruce said that. And Elphick uh, on the bench, which which is. 
seems a little bit unfair considering he, he played all right against Brentford. Yeah, and he's an actual centre back. And he's an actual centre back, and and we'll come on to it. But he, he's had a couple of great games. One person I did want to talk to you about in the Middlesbrough game, Albert Adoma. We didn't think he was going to play with his dead leg situation. He did. Yeah. Former Borough player, set up the goal for Snodgrass, and he continues to be talismanic for Villa at the moment. He's suddenly getting a lot of assists off his left foot. Yeah. He got he got one yesterday, didn't he? I think he put in the second cross as he well did, yeah. on, on his left foot that we scored from. <clears throat> he is, he's having a really, really good season. I mean, I'm, I asked Ian Tyler yesterday who was his player of 2017 for Villa. For Villa. I don't know whether you watched it. He took an hour to decide and then didn't actually decide. But Adoma's got to be up there as a, as a shout. He's had a, he had a semi-decent end to the season. I remember Matt Lynch did a video on him at one point in 2017, early 2017, saying how vital and important he is. And then he promptly went on to have a few bad games, as is the way yeah. with these things. But he started the season out of the team and he's he's fought his way back in and is an example to every player at Villa that when they find themselves out of the team that things can change very, very fast. And he, he's done everything right and he is a talisman, really, this season. If Codger was our talisman last season, it's fair to say Adoma has been our talisman this campaign so far. Yeah, I would say that I uh, I only saw the end of your uh, your Facebook live. I came in for the Taylor teaser. I was yeah. screaming at the computer. I thought that was an easy one. I thought so as well. But he does struggle with knowledge about his own career. <laughs> he does struggle with that. It's oh, he admits that himself. Do you want a little Middlesbrough-based fact? <clears throat> Go on then, Tom. Uh, Tony Poulis can take solace uh, from this one. No Middlesbrough manager since Brian Robson in 1994 uh, has won their first game in charge. Really? Yeah. Interesting tidbit. Thank yeah. you. Thank You're you. welcome. There you go. I mean, I'm never going to use that anywhere, I wouldn't have thought. Well, you might do. In ne- unless next time they get a new manager of Villa happens to be their first game. That'll be the only time I ever use that. And then you'll remember. I will remember. Uh, should we move on to the Bristol City game? Yeah, I'm trying to think if we missed anything from the middle. They're kind of... The two wins kind of blur into one now because obviously we're talking about positive things. Yeah. But yesterday it's fresh in the mind because I was there. Yeah, I, I, I've got literally here game not too much to write home about. Like I, I watched the highlights and I watched, I read a few uh, reviews of the game and it, it seemed like a fairly uh, drab affair. Not too many tests for, for Johnston or Darren Rudolph. Uh, Randolph. Randolph Rudolph still in, oh, Chris, still, in Chris, still in Christmas mode. George uh, George Somerville coming yeah. back to haunt me. Uh, Darren Randolph. I've even got it written down. Darren <laughs> I feel quite, I feel quite giddy being oh, no, in here. Wrong. It's because we won two games. We won five nil. I think it's a complete turnaround from last week. Like oh, you're smiling. I am. Wasn't smiling last week. I've got Rudolph on on the brain. You're not prepared to let Christmas go, are you? Tough day at work today. It it's felt... a slog being back, isn't it? Yeah. Absolute slog. First day back at work for for certainly myself. You've you've had a few days, haven't you? Yeah, well, I, I can't I can't really class those as days. But <laughs> if, I'm being, if I'm being honest, you'll bill for them. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no tough tough day. But good to be back. Good good for wins. Let's talk about Aston Villa five, Bristol City nil. Come on, talk me through it. Talk me through your day yesterday. How? Was, talk me through the emotions. Uh, I. I I predicted us to win, but it was more in hope than anticipation. To be honest, I mean, I predicted us to lose to Middlesbrough again because I didn't, I just didn't think we were capable yep. of anything. I was happy with the t- with the team lineup. Yes, I liked the look of the team. I agreed with him keeping it pretty much the same. Obviously, he had to replace Onoma for Grealish, and I'm sure I'll come on to wax lyrical about Grealish in a few in a few minutes. I was Doesn't happy with like you. I was happy with the team the team selection. I knew it was going to be. I thought it was going to be a really really Tough game and Bristol. Bristol started well. They were all over us, to be honest. We couldn't get the we couldn't get the ball off, and when we did have the ball, we couldn't get we couldn't keep it. Yeah. And then the first chance we created, we scored, and from from then on, we just took off. It was real, real statement victory. I thought because that, they're no mugs that we've beat yesterday. They're one of the, they've been they've been Man U a few weeks ago, strong Man U yeah. side, and they've they I think they'd maybe took a knock. The Wolves game had knocked the confidence. A little bit. They obviously had their sub keeper, and as I've said, we had five. We had six shots on target, and five went in. So he hasn't had a great day. Not that I think he was at fault for too many yeah, other I was goals. Say them. A couple of them the were. The second one, I felt he was. He saved it in a strange way. He'd already gone too <clears> far, <throat> hadn't he? Yeah. Kind of in, with his dive. Uh, let's go back to the first goal. A second. Hogan's first. Uh, first of the campaign, and, and a very smart header from him too. He's a good player. I keep saying it, and I've been banging the Hogan drum all season, saying he is a good player, and if he gets the service. He'll he'll score goals, and he got got the service yesterday, and he scored one. Was involved in the in the second. It'll just do him the world of good to finally have scored a goal. It's his first goal at Villa Park in the league as well. He's been here nearly nearly a year, although he's not played as much 
as he'd like, but you could just see it made a massive difference to him as soon as he put the ball in the back of the net. He always looks a bit quiet to me. On the pitch, but after he'd scored the goal, he was pointing, telling people where to go, telling people what right. what he wanted to. You could just see that he'd, he'd automatically given him that lift off that, that, that he's needed, and then he's nearly scored again for the second goal. And the, did sorry, go on. No, no, no. I wasn't really going <laughs> to. Just, just really say anything. Do you did you watch his um, post match? I haven't watched course, it, but I've heard it. I've heard about it. Yeah, I, I thought he handled what himself. He handled himself with with grace and said it's great to score. Obviously, he he puts it on himself that he hasn't scored enough. He he's kind of he's kind of thankful for the chance. Obviously, King Dave's falling ill has given him a bit more of a run in the team, and he said that was really important to him. That and important to all strikers, you know that. A run in the team is where you and build your confidence. That. We've yeah. said that he ne- just needs that run of games to know he's gonna know he's gonna start. I mean, I'd probably start him next week against Peterborough now, just to keep try and keep the goals flowing. I mean, I said I can't remember if I said it in the podcast or not. I think I did. About I'd heard that Steve Agnew had been doing some some close work with him, and it looks like Steve Agnew's made a big difference to the whole side because we played in a in a fluid manner that I've not seen us playing too many times this season but apparently Hogan had been training really well with Agnew and he was he's starting to enjoy himself mm-hmm. you can imagine he's not scoring goals he's not getting the game time he probably wasn't enjoying himself but if he's enjoying himself on the training pitch so I've heard he's taken that into taken that into the game and do you think now he's kind of made himself first choice striker again Keenan Davis will now be looking to get his chance again or do you think there is going to be more because it's so hard with the central for, centre forward to, to have a rotational policy because they need the confidence and they need the games. What do you think is Bruce's thinking now? I mean, Hogan's got the shirt for now. We've said it before. If you're doing well, you deserve to keep keep the shirt like Davis did yep. when when he was doing well when he came into the side and he kept Hogan out the side because he was doing well. He's gone off the boil slightly, but he's a young kid and I, I, I would expect that from where he's come from as well, that he's not going to play well everywhere. So he'll now have to earn his place back or wait for an, wait for an injury. I mean, to be honest, Hogan's injury record isn't great. So you might, I mean, touch what he doesn't, but you might have to wait long for an opportunity. But Hepburn Murphy has looked lively in his two cameos as well. I like, I like the look of him. He's got, he's got a bit of something about him. Hepburn Murphy, a bit of arrogance. I think you can tell he, he believes in himself and he likes himself, and I, I quite like that sometimes. Mm. Yeah, I've got that written down. Good to see Hepburn Murphy in consecutive appearances. Well, let's move on to the next goals then. Obviously, Snodgrass got a couple more, three and two, which is yeah. which is great for him because we've we've again talked about. I, I've I've said before. Snodgrass is a real confidence player, I think, and, and when he's playing well, he's almost unplayable. Yeah. And then he'll he'll drift out of games and not be as important. Or and, and but you'll you'll notice that about him. And I think that's where he draws some criticism, is that sometimes he's he can't be as influential and you notice him missing. I think that that's a that's a real compliment about his play. It's sometimes hard on, on the wings. I mean, I keep plugging the Facebook live with the entire but we were talking about this yesterday. Sometimes if you're playing on the the opposite side of to what your foot is. You sometimes have to take that extra touch that slows play down and it's sometimes harder to move things as quickly as you want. But then, then again, he wants to play right midfield and cut in because that's, that's what he's comfortable doing. But I don't get the criticism that Snodgrass has had. Like, I've, I've defended Whelan this season, but then on the other hand, I can get what people are saying about that. I don't, I don't get the criticism of Snodgrass at all because even when he's having a bad game, he never hides. He always wants the ball and he always contributes. He always makes at least one or two things happen in in the football match. And to me, I mean, you saw yesterday, he's too good for the championship. He's an elite player in the championship for me and someone I'm really glad that we've got. He's always talking as well. I mean, him and, him and El Mohamedy were having an argument with each other about something all the way through the game. They were constantly yeah. at each other. Obviously, they know each other well, having played together at Hull. But he's just a really, really top player. I mean, he's followed up. For the second, I don't think he was, but at the time I thought he had to be offside because yeah. he seemed so close yeah, to the yeah. ball and everyone else seemed so far away. But his third goal, and again we'll come on to Jack Grealish because obviously he made a big contribution for that goal. But he's just got that nous to take that extra touch. Plenty of players would have just hit that, hit that first time as soon as they got the ball. But he took the extra touch, committed the defender, and he just slotted it in the near post. And, that, and, that, and that's composure that comes with someone of his experience and, and his know-how. And he's a really good player and he's going to be key in the second half of the season. Is he out of contract in the in the summer? Nah, because he's only recently joined West Ham, hasn't he? So what are they going to do? Because I mean... Oh, they'll just sell him. Yeah. So There's how, no going back there. How much do you think he, he would command in the in the transfer window? In in summer, I'm talking. He's coming up to 30, isn't he? Yeah. Maybe anything between 7 and 10 mil, maybe. Do you think? Yeah. I'd like to have him on board. If we go up, we'll sign him, no doubt. Mm. 
especially if Bruce still is is here, as I think he will be. Well, certainly, if we go up, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll sign Snodgrass, no doubt. He's a player Bruce knows well. He trusts him. He likes him. He's took him. He's had him at two clubs now. So if we can get him, we'll, we'll try. Yeah. Yeah. And one player that, that drew special criticism, uh, special criticism, special adulation, really, was uh, was was Jack Grealish. Phenomenal um, uh, yesterday, and and really showed <laughs> showed why why you'd been harping on about him, but oh. but showed the quality that we've seen maybe before that injury in in preseason, but also. When when he first burst on the scene, when England and Ireland were were arguing over who would sign him, but we, we really saw that quality again from Jack. He was that was the, his best game he's had since the semi final yeah. again against Liverpool. He was absolutely unplayable yesterday. They couldn't couldn't live with him. I mean, I've been reading stuff today about him. Seems to have bulked up a little bit. Apparently, he's doing been doing some work with Ollie Stevenson, one of the fitness guys at. Uh, body more heath and he's done some great work with him because he looks he looks strong and he looks i mean he's always had massive legs always looked like a beast from that front but he looks like he's bulked up on top a bit now he was just absolutely magnificent yesterday he ran, he ran the show i mean he made a little incisive pass for hogan's first goal it was him that played it mm-hmm. to a dome and it was a really nice pass and i think he put in his best form for villa under tim, in, under tim sherwood in that that half a season when tim sherwood was there before we went to pieces he had good players around him, and I think he had the right mix of people around him yesterday. Horahan likes to release the ball quickly, but then they've got Yedinap behind them, giving them the right amount of protection. Snodgrass was heavily involved, so he can cut in from the right and get involved. It was all, I felt in the first half he was playing like a, a central midfielder. Him, it was almost like Yedinap was playing in front of the back four, and then Grealish and Horahan were central midfielders. And in the second half, it felt more like he was a a number 10 but I just think Yednak offered a, a lot of protection it was, it was. my dad was saying this it's good to see Yednak was back to the Yednak of last season in, in midfield absolutely dominating games and breaking breaking things up and he gave the rest of the midfield a freedom I don't think they've had throughout the month of a month of December and playing without the shack, with the shackles off all of them were good but Grealish absolutely ran the show and was the, the standout performer what do you think that is do you think that's Yednak just getting regaining that match fitness yeah. that maybe he's been missing yeah he's I mean when he first came back I think he came back against Middlesbrough nil nil at home he looks so far off the pace then he's come back in and been playing centre back when he's not probably not match fit which is an ideal he's probably gained his match fitness now and Whelan will find it difficult well should find it difficult to get back into that midfield now because that midfield looked like the right balance to me presumably Whelan will play against Peterborough uh, Maybe uh, and then give Yednak a rest because I wouldn't play Yednak in that game. Exactly, wouldn't play Chester. There's people that you can't afford to lose, and I wouldn't play either either of them. Chester, was, I mean, Chester's someone that goes under the radar because he just plays well every week. And he made a lovely little back heel for the sec- for the second yeah, I goal. Yeah, saw that. Yeah, he's just he's unbelievable every week. What was he doing every there? week? I don't. I think we'd have just had a set piece or something, <laughs> but he plays well. Every week. there were so many good performances yesterday, but Grealish was the absolute standout performer, and I think that he. I think sometimes he doesn't actually realise how good he is and how scared teams are of him. I mean, Bristol City played a bit more expansively yesterday. A bit apart, usually teams come and they, and they sit back and that's when we struggle. But Bristol City came and had a go yesterday. But it was just an absolute joy to, joy to watch. I mean, I've, I've always supported him, always said what, what a good player he is. And I think there's some people that don't like him a lot like me do like him and know that he's capable of these performances but he's playing in his proper position now Grealish he's playing in the middle mm-hmm. where he can make things happen and he had movement in front of him in Hogan he had movement around him in Snodgrass Horahan and Adoma and I do think a lot of that is down to the Yednap protection well hopefully we'll see more of that that this game breeds the confidence that, that Grealish needs to kind of really kick on and, and take the take the league by storm and be one of those centre midfielders that the whole of the league looks at and just goes yeah he's the guy that you need to watch he's he's the one what did you make of uh, Bristol City because they had a few chances yeah uh, whilst the game was still close what did you make of them as a team it's difficult difficult to to tell because obviously they've lost 5-0 so it's not obviously obviously their best day but they're yeah. a, they're a good side clearly because they've been in the mix all sees. I think there were some moments where the game could have been different, like the first 20 minutes, for example. Bristol were probably the better side. Then we've gone 2-0 up a bit from, from nowhere and played really well, ended the first half really well. But the start of the second half, they had a couple of really good chances. They had the, they stuck Flint, the centre-back, yeah. up front. And I think two of them got in each other's way yeah. a couple of times. I think Chester made a, 
a big, big clearance as well. So the game, if we'd have gone to 2-1, obviously the nerves would have settled in. And then we got the third goal at a critical time. And even Villa don't throw away three goal leads too, too often. So you knew we were we were comfortable and we've gone on to score four and five. I mean, I don't know whether you saw Lee, heard Lee Johnson after the game. Yeah. If you've lost 5-0, I don't think you can have too many complaints. Yeah. Have you got any stuff down there? Yeah, I've, uh, got, I've got a few bits and pieces. Yeah. So, yeah, if you missed it, Lee Johnson... Um, Said that, that he was getting getting stick and he, he kind of tried to fight back a little bit, didn't he? And said, "We'll see where we are at the end of the season." I, I, I think that's an interesting gauntlet to throw down. That well, like he says, they are ahead of us, but they got well beaten yesterday. Yeah, and they they lost a close game to Wolves uh, on the thirtieth when we beat Middlesbrough as well. So they actually dropped down to fourth in the league, only three points ahead of, ahead of Villa now. And it all becomes a lot lot closer. Obviously, Wolves are still runaway leaders. They're they're still in great form. They're gone. They're so- Boring, isn't it? Really, Man City are running away with the Premier League, and Wolves are running away with the with the Championship. Yeah, but that's where the money. Both teams, that's where the money is. Right, it's uh, it doesn't take long to draw those conclusions, does it? Uh, so Derby move into second place. They obviously beat Villa uh, last month. They're on forty nine, uh, and then Cardiff and Bristol City both on forty seven, with Villa uh, in fifth on forty four, and Leeds United just one point behind in forty three. That 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 makes up. Uh, the playoffs as they as, as we stand, Sheffield United, Middlesbrough, and Preston all sniffing around there as well. I mean, a lot, um, when we were just about to play Derby, we said they'd come from nowhere to be in the top six, and now now they're second. So quite easily at the end of January or February, we could be talking about Villa yeah. being second, and then we'll all be looking back and thinking, "Oh, what were we what were we going on about? What were we worried about in December?" And I think that is what Bruce is trying to yeah. trying to say. I mean. He isn't going to be unless we were to fall dramatically out of touch with sixth. Bruce isn't going to go anywhere this season. Now we're in 2018. I think it would be silly to change the manager unless it went to absolute pieces. At some point, we will have another another bad run. I don't like the use of the word mass hysteria and all that, but we've got, we've got to be careful not to not to lose it too much. And this is why when I get stick, it annoys me a little bit because I try and remain balanced because. I, I know that things can change in this league really, really quickly. And December wasn't good enough, but there's a, there's a way we should be going going about things. And one of the frustrations for the fans will be they've seen they'll have seen yesterday, and we've won five million to really, really good side, and they'll say, "Why don't the shackles come off more often?" And I think that's fair. Mm. And hopefully they will now. But Hogan was talking as if it was new ideas. That implied to me that Agnew's coming in with some new ideas. I'm pressing. And stuff. I mean, we haven't talked about the other two goals. Yeah, we stopped at three for some reason. Yeah, I, I, you, I mean, you're I, leading the show here. I don't mind going back. It was just a natural break to talk about the yeah. division. But it was nice to see Horahan pop up for the for the fifth because I yeah. think because we've not been playing that expansively, he's not been able to get forward and do what he wants to do. But actually, his defensive game, I think, has been so good this season. I think he's done so. I mean, if to be honest, if you're playing next to Whelan and Yedinak as well. You're gonna to have to do some extra running as a central midfielder because they haven't, don't have the legs yeah. that they used to have, and he put he puts a shift in more than anyone every week. Corahan, for me, so it's nice to see him pop up and get back up on on the score sheet. And he had a good game, and he made the he made the pass to Adoma in the Middlesbrough game mm-hmm. as well. So it's, we've got to get these incisive players that we've got making those key passes because they'll make things happen. People like Horahan, Snodgrass and Grealish yeah. and Adoma. The creative players. Yeah. Just just being, like you say, expansive. I think uh, that's important to touch on with Hogan's interview as well. He actually talked about um, being allowed to, to play with pace and with freedom and, and um, he said about how the championship was an attacking league and a fast league and, and the faster you play the more chances you create um, Is it worth talking about Bjarnason? Did you see anything from him? That, yeah, he did well Yeah It's quite a surprise to see him come on You, yeah. you almost forget about him sometimes because he's not really made an impact yeah. at all since, he, since he's come in but he looked again he scored and then he was suddenly trying all these flicks and stuff, and they were they were coming off. Whereas probably last time he was on the pitch, he tried a flick, it doesn't come off. Yeah. But he must be a good player. Iceland are a good team, a good a good unit, and we've suddenly got some options on that left hand side now because he's he'll start on Saturday against Peterborough. Now I mean he scored in the, in uh, one of our other cup games mm-hmm. this season. I think it was Wigan. So he'll get a start, and he looked full of confidence when he came on. And he's he's one that I think can turn around and say I've not had a fair crack. Do you think? He's not had a fair crack. I think the games that we saw from him earlier in the season, he didn't show enough to warrant a starting place. But it, it takes... To, I've always thought a player needs a proper pre-season. Fine. So, so you can write off last season. When he did play last season, he was shoved at left wing back. Then he was on the bench. Then he was central mid. Then he was right mid. He was all over the place. Yeah, He's a left midfielder. There's only 11 
no, I know positions that. in the team. And how long do you give a player a chance when it, when he's missed a few? Uh, like uh, like at Reading, for example, he he, he was really bad. But weren't Reading. they all bad that night? They were, yeah. But he d- he didn't cover himself in glory in any time before that. And uh, like it, it, it's a, it's a hard one because you got you got a competitive squad. I just don't. Well, we've un- got too many players. But to, to be honest, we've got so many injuries that now actually have, have we got too many players? Well, no, I don't think we do. But I don't think Bjarnason has really warranted a place in this. I know what you're saying, and you look at someone like Jordan Veritu, who we definitely didn't see the best of last season. And but he may- got. But he got the season before. Season before. But he sorry. got. But he got chances. Has, he? has yeah, he played a lot of games for us. Has Bjarnson had a? Has he even played three games in a row since he's been here? Has he ever played 90 minutes? You're not going to see the best of so, someone in those circumstances. Who's, where are you going to start him? I'm not saying we're going to start him. I, mean, I can kind of understand why he hasn't been in, but I don't think you can criticise him too much in those circumstances. That's what I'm saying. I understand why he hasn't played, but yeah. then I don't think people could turn around and say he's a bad player. I didn't say that. we haven't seen enough of him. Yeah, you need to you need to force your way into, into some of these games. And for me, when he has had his chance, he just hasn't done enough. Well, in arguably, then he's coming on. He's coming yesterday, and he's done enough to get a chance. Well, he scored. Yeah, but he scored. But he he, he scored in a great team performance there. Yeah, but he's, that's, it was a nice. He's only just not, come on a pitch. It's a nice finish. But next league game, you're not going to take anyone out. Well, he's obviously a dome is playing there at the moment, but maybe he could be more involved from the bench because he hasn't really even been coming on. That's a, that's a fair point. Because sometimes we bring Delat on, and he ends up playing on the wing and stuff. Oh yeah, Al Mohammadi up front. So we, we make our fair share of pointless substitutions. We've had some questionable. Tactical decision. Subs were good sure. yesterday. Yeah. O'Hare looked lively when he came on as well. Yeah. I mean, he'll start. I mean, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to Saturday now. Actually, I'm looking forward to seeing Hepburn, Murphy, O'Hare, beyond some people with something to prove or maybe get their first goals, things like that. I'm looking forward to it. So that actually brings me on to uh, some transfer talk. If you, uh, if you, if you're done with the Bristol City game, unless you got anything. Else I mean, to I could say? talk about it for hours because yeah. when was the last time I went to Villa Park and we're enjoyed already a night, at 30 minutes, in, enjoyed so, uh, a night like that? Unreal scenes. Yeah, a great. Did you see the pyro before the game. Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna get that going every. I, mean, I was taking the mick out of it a little bit before before the game when it was going on, but get it there every week if we win five 0 Actually, something I wanted to talk about was after the game. I don't know if you if you stuck around, uh, John Terry. Lansbury well, and not, I don't stick around to watch the play and Andre Green. Well, you, you, I mean, you get there what an hour and a half before that's the game because of my dad. Yeah. There's nothing to do. Well, I have to get there even earlier now. Well, yeah, that's but that's my that's my fault. Yeah, but yeah. you used to get there way early before. I no, my dad likes to just sit there, doesn't he? Well, I thought he might like he to, sit to go there away. After. He likes to go away from my mum, get out of the house. <laughs> He's retired now. They spend too much time together. John Terry, uh, Henry Lansbury, and Andre Green came out after the win to do some fitness and some ball work, um, which is good. They spent about 30 minutes or so on the pitch. Um, three important players. Lansbury is can be a very important player. We've just talked about Bjarnason not playing as much as as some might like. I think a lot. But that's not of, down to injury. Lansbury's is down to injury. Yeah, yeah. Would you Sorry. let me finish my point? You're, Sorry, I thought it was a... You're getting quite excited now. Now we've had a couple of wins. You, yeah, you, you do. You, you're jumping in. Uh, Lansbury... It's, it's, it has been injury, but again, you've got to fit him into this system somewhere and when the team's playing so well. But it's good to have these three options and these three guys coming back. It just kind of expands this already decent squad. I mean, to me, you don't change the team. No. Obviously, we will on Saturday, Peterborough. Yeah. But that next league game, you have the same team. You don't change that. That was a good... That's a good time. But there's this weird thing where he doesn't always look comfortable there. But when Alan Hutton plays left back, we seem to do better. Yeah, I don't know what it is. We just seem to do better with him, with him there. What are you getting your pen out for? Well, because we've got fixtures to oh, predict. Okay. Him, yeah, he just. I think we've lost one game with Hutton at left back. I think we lost to Sheffield Wednesday with him there. And that might not be factually true. I've just plucked that from the top of my <laughs> top of my head. But in, to my knowledge, we've only lost one game with him at left back. There just seems to be something weird and wonderful about him being there. Yeah, he was in that period where we. Weren't losing, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, he got an assist yesterday. Sheffield Wednesday. I'm not convinced weird. he was 100 percent looking for Bjarnson with that pass, <laughs> <laughs> but he found its way. He, he found its way there. Yeah, he certainly did. Um, but having said that, we, we we've talked about rotation. We've talked about the players that we need. John Terry's going to be a huge. It's kind of unfortunate for Elphick, really. I feel sorry for him because he's going to lose his place, isn't he? Obviously yeah. to John Terry. But if I was the manager, you don't change anything. They've kept two clean sheets, so you don't change it. Yeah, it's harsh. But John Terry would understand that, I think. And then obviously he'll get back in at some some point. But the good thing is now, we felt like we needed to rush him back. I mean, I've been trying to get him in the team for weeks yeah, on yeah. one leg. Yeah. But now you kind of think, well, we don't need to rush him because we've kept two clean sheets and we look a lot more organised again. Elphick looks a different player to the Elphick I was watching last season. Yeah. I don't know what I don't know what's what's changed. 
but he looks completely looks completely different. He, he used to have rash moments, but he doesn't seem to have had them. Maybe maybe it's the Terry effect. Maybe he's learned from. I don't want to. I mean, feed, he's thirty odd, isn't he, yeah, Alfie? I don't want to feed Terry false praise, but but you could learn a lot from a from a Champions League winner. Obviously, you can. Yeah, but it's just it's just weird. Everything seems to have just fall into place through getting injuries for me. It seems to have made the team end up better. That midfield especially had a lovely, lovely balance too. You cannot change that now. Is there any danger of us getting overexcited at this point? Like two great results, sure, or one certainly great result, one huge result really, the Middlesbrough win was, was massive. Yeah. Is there a danger that now we get too excited and we're going to go through the fixture list in a minute and predict all wins and then we have a, <laughs> we, we have a shaky January? Well, January and February, uh, you look through it and now we've won a couple of games, you do think there's nothing there that should... That, should really worry us. I mean, I think we looked at the December fixtures and there was a few games that worried us even yeah. before we'd hit this hit this bad run. I've completely forgotten what I was going to say. What was the question? <laughs> should we be? Should should there be an air of calm? You know, we're getting all giddy, uh, but is there a danger that we get too excited and January actually falls on its face? I think that's what Bruce is is trying to say that you shouldn't get too high with the highs and you shouldn't get too low with the lows. It's a long season. Let's see yeah. where we end up. I mean, part of me thinks that he should just. Wait till the end of the season, and if we do go up, just say, there you go, I told you so. Don't, don't say anything now. Just yeah. wait till the end of the season, and if you've got that much confidence in yourself, yeah. as he seems to, then just wait till the end of the season and say, I told you so. Yeah. All right, let's look at January then. Um, we'll ignore the Peterborough game. And we'll give ourselves the free three points for the Bristol City yeah, game. Yeah, we definitely predicted uh, rousing wins there, I'm sure, last season. Yeah. My, um, my, my notes kind of fall down when we go back and look at the previous months, because I, I haven't done that. No, I so, think I can't remember what points I predicted. I knew about ten. No. Oh, I think you were. No. I, predict, I definitely predicted Millwall to be a draw. I, I think, oh, I don't know. Maybe I was a ten. I had Villa to, I, I, I think I had us to win at Middlesbrough as well. We'll have to go back and have a look next week. We're definitely not going to do no, that. No, we will. Um, uh, yeah. All right, I, I'm sure Someone I, will know. I'm sure I challenged Rolo to uh, give us a... Give us a Fancy little graphic, and I don't think that ever. Happened. He's got a new. He's got his new puppy now, Stanley. That's true. We're Congratulations, Rollo, on becoming a daddy to a dog. Obviously, I know what it's like to become a daddy to pets this year or last year. Somebody happens, in the uh, in the New Year's resolution comment said that you should talk less about your rabbits. Well, when they're coming and chewing my mic mid video. I don't know whether you saw the match preview. Tom, you did not watch the match. You don't watch the Villa View, the channel that you're I've been, representing. I've been very busy, and after my last match yeah, preview, yeah, work. Uh, no, but I've, I've got things to do. I think you can spare ten minutes for It'll a match preview. What I was going to say is, Stanley or Stanley. What dot? Uh, in, no, Stanley. Oh, Stanley Victor Collymore. All right, okay. not Stanley the Spider Man. Yeah, creator. Stan. Stan yeah. Is Stanley the Spider Man creator. Uh, I don't know. I was thinking Bruce Lee anyway. God. <laughs> right, let's um, move on. Yeah, the rabbit chewed my microphone while whilst I was recording, so oh. I had no microphone for the rest of the video. Oh dear. Yeah. Never mind. Little uh, scamp. Right, yeah, maybe you should... Why, why wasn't he in his cage? I don't, I don't, I don't need to cage them when I'm in the room, Tom. You were, you were obviously, I, obviously, I do need to cage them, actually. Right, OK, let's move on. Uh, right, Nottingham Forest v Aston Villa, a tea-time kickoff on Saturday the 13th of January. What are you saying? Annoying that they'll have a new manager in by then. Always the way, isn't I, it, at the moment? It does always happen to Villa, and I'll bet you by the time we play Birmingham in February, but they've got another new manager. Uh, I'll go for win. I'm not sure what I've done there. Uh, okay. I can tell you what you've done. You've put a T down for Tom yeah. and a D down for Daniel but and then you're going to put... What I should have done is like done down here. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm no going go to go for a draw there, uh, a spirited one-all draw. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of annoying that we've got this FA Cup I game. I said that to my dad yesterday. I said, you want to just keep getting league games yeah. while you're playing well. Yeah. I mean, if you... After the Brentford game, that would have been an ideal game yeah. for us, but it's not ideal now. No, not so good. All right, Aston Villa then. You, you, have, you said that you've said draw. Yeah, I've said draw. Oh, sorry, a I didn't spirited hear you. draw. I said spirited draw. Yeah. Um, okay. The following week we've got Barnsley at home. Win. Win. Yeah. I don't. I think they're a bit of a different animal to the, what they were last season when they beat us Barnsley. They've not quite been as effective this year. Yeah, I'm going to go for a win as well. I, th- I think that's the game that we're. Uh, we shouldn't have any problems in that game no. famous last words uh, Sheffield United away uh, that's on the 27th it's actually quite a short month it's only three league games uh, I'm going to be coy and predict a loss right go but on really I want to say draw but okay I'm going to go for a win 
Uh, I mean, Sheffield United have to pick up. They've not been in the best form either Where are they now? at the moment. They've just slipped out. I think they're seventh. Um, in fact, they are definitely seventh. It's different being a Sheffield being a Sheffield United than it is to being a Villa, though, because. There's no expectation of them finishing top six start of the season. I see. That's how we had this discussion before. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. But at this point in the season, when you're sniffing around, I think there is hey, you an expectation. I think yeah. I think the, the expectation grows, and I think they'll they'll definitely want to be there or thereabouts. All right, I'm going to go for. I'm liking that start to February. I'm going. Yeah, yeah, Burton, and then uh, then Burton, Birmingham. Two home games. Both at home. Yeah. Yeah. So I've gone for seven points, and you have gone for six points. All right. Well, well, let me tell you, I won't. I uh, wouldn't be chuffed with six. Right. Uh, I want to. Cha- can I change to a draw, Sheffield United? Yeah. Yeah, I'll change to a draw. Seven. Seven each. All right, we're going seven each, but different games. Yeah. All right. Let us know in the comments section what you're predicting for the three games uh, this month: Nottingham Forest away, Barnsley at home, and then Sheffield United away as well. Um, yeah. Interesting month. Interesting little month, isn't it? Yeah. Um, obviously. Peterborough, and we could have a. Why does it feel so short? Is it just purely because of that FA Cup game? Yeah, and there's no no midweek games. But there's always midweek in the Championship. Yeah. Why have they got no midweek games in January, but yet they've crammed a ton of games into December? It's a great point. One that should be taken to the. uh, I'll take to the authorities, like Alan Pardew has. Did you say that? No. Alan Pardew's taken West Brom's fixture congestion to the higher powers and asked for their game to be postponed. Fed up a bit this week. But. He has got a point because they're playing West Ham this week and West Ham have had a week without a game. Really? And West Brom have had 48 hours. That it's often unfair. Happens, often happens for the Champions League teams as well, though, doesn't it? Where, where they play... I mean, they play not a lot like that, though. A week compared to 48 hours is, yeah. is over a busy period anyway. That's not great. I, I, do, I do see where Pardew's coming from. I mean, I don't really like Pardew. I don't really like West Brom. Yeah. But I can get their point. A little bit annoying that the Bristol City game, which had to be at 5.30 for, to have 48 hours or whatever to play, couldn't have been put on telly. That was annoying. Yeah, I guess so. Annoying for me. Well, yeah. The five thirty kickoff was quite quite annoying, to be honest. It delayed me getting back. Obviously, I get back to London late, got work the next day, so it's not great, but obviously we know why it happened now. Yeah. All right. Uh, a little bit of transfer speculation. So, Sam Johnston... Transfer guff. ...linked with um, a move. I think this was in the Daily Express and maybe a couple of other places. Sam Johnston linked with a move to West Brom. Uh, Steve Bruce has come out and rubbished the reports. He said he spoke to Jose Mourinho a couple of days ago and apparently never mentioned it. Uh, what did they speak about? Why did they speak? Because yeah, he wouldn't know. have rang just for that. Yeah, pals. Do you reckon he just rang... So Jose, how are you? And you coming out really, tonight? But inside, he wanted—he he was only ringing because he wanted to find out about Sam Johnston. But he would have felt that like he had to make some small talk it must first. Be, like, are they friends? Are they just ringing up? Because I don't even, with all due respect to my friends, I don't really ring them up anymore. I don't like, ring anyone. It's all yeah. text, isn't it? WhatsApps and yeah. uh, and gifts. It's and different. Memes. Different age though, aren't it? They're, I imagine they're tradi- Bruce, especially a traditionalist. Yeah. Does, I bet he doesn't mess around with text. Has one of those phones that you have to spin the dial around to uh, to get it up. And... No. Hello, yeah. operator. Yeah, yeah, he would. He's more of that kind of guy, <laughs> isn't he? Uh, okay, so anyway, that one's been rubbished by Bruce. So you've uh, crossed it out now. I've crossed that one out. We've talked about that uh, on transfers generally. Uh, Bruce said we've got one or two things bubbling, but but we have nothing lined up. Um, with loans, I don't really think anything will happen until the end of January. I, there's there's talk of. Um, Pochettino calling back Onoma, so that that may change things. Um, and Bruce said, "I've got young ones. The future of the club belongs to them. We've got some excellent young players." He lists O'Hare, Hepburn, Murphy, and Green, uh, who said will all play on Saturday. And obviously, Keenan Davis, who's Good already to see Green back. Yeah, great. And, and next and, leg game, the bench is going to be interesting. Well, we saw that against Middlesbrough. It's quite a young bench, I think. No, but I mean, if everyone's come back. Oh, yeah. There's going to be some good players not even on the bench. You know, like Adoma wasn't on the bench at the start of the season when everyone was fit. Well, yeah, well, this There's is what I'm be talking some good about, players isn't it? With, with players like Bjarnason and Lansbury, it's hard to even get on the bench yeah. when, when everyone's coming back. I don't think we need to buy anyone. Agreed. Now Hogan scored. What would he think now if we bought in a striker? It wouldn't be a grown, like, it wouldn't be a glowing reference to him. Yeah. Well, I don't think that makes sense, but we'll gloss over that a glowing reference. Yeah, yeah no, 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 it does make sense. It does make sense. <laughs> in my head, it didn't. Um, We've got Hepburn Murphy. We've already got Gabby there when he's fit, which isn't very often as well. Keenan Davis, Codger to come back next season. I don't think we need a striker. We just need to play in that manner that we played the the other day. Mm. So we've got Chris Samba that can play there. 
Yeah, as well. yeah, absolutely. I thought that was funny yesterday, actually, because no one really said anything about Bristol City being archaic for chucking their defender yeah. up front. So obviously, other teams do do it as well. It wasn't just us with Samba. It was quite early Samba. as well. Yeah, half time. Yeah. Bang on half time. He come out. I mean, he's got a good goal scoring record, actually, this season and last season. Flint, he's quite potent. Reminds me of Matt Elliott, the old Leicester yeah. defender, come striker. Dion Dublin. Dion Dublin, yeah, he did that as well. Make sure to comment with all your favourite <laughs> memories of people that play in defence. Chris Sutton, yeah. defence and attack. I can't think of any more. That's it, that's it now. Well, he, yeah, yeah. Strange. Um, right, let's let's move on to... You get the Twitter right. uh, bits and pieces. Yeah, out. You've um, had enough of that, have you? Yeah, well, we're at 45 minutes already. Uh, but we won time, let's stay here all day. Uh, what am I going to do? I, let's, 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 I think it's a good time for the competition because I was about I was about to mention your lateness. Well, yeah. Yeah, I was about to say you've you've saying that time now we've done forty five minutes, but we should have been finished by now. Well, yeah, not really my fault. Southwestern trains let me down a little bit today. I don't really know what happened. My my train was cancelled. And I did want to bring this up as well. I don't the, know what I got that. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> reminding me. Tom's picture today when he's arrived. People are about not getting too high with the winds and too low with the lows. Look at this smug face after we've won five nil. I don't think you can see that. I'm struggling to get that right. He looks so smug, he's tilted his head with his pass. That's, okay. that's cockiness because cockiness of the win. <laughs> you think that's what it is? Yeah. Oh, you wouldn't have been like that last week, would you, when we did the podcast? No, I certainly wasn't. I think I've, you've got the one that I looked no, like no, last I'm not going to do that to you. You're going to the one out. Very disappointed. The jowly Tom Julian. Um, <laughs> right, so last week we had a competition to win, uh, win uh, Darius Vassell's book. Signed. Uh, signed book. That's the key information there. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Road to Persia. Uh, I remembered. Yeah, thanks very much. Yeah, uh, the 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 competition was to to set me and Dan a couple of New Year's resolutions that we may or may not stick to, um, and so we had a bunch of comments. I think we had a hundred comments on last. I don't think we had a hundred. They weren't well, New Year's no. resolutions, but it was quite nice to see a hundred comments. Yeah, it was quite nice. Um, so I mean, I was, I'm going to say I was going to let this run for another week, but Tom's Tom's called it and said that this one deserves to win. Well, <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I couldn't remember actually if we'd said that it was going to. I didn't give end a time frame. Next, are you sure? Hundred percent sure. Right. Okay. I purposely didn't give a time frame. All uh, right. Yeah. You were waiting for the one. That actually, I'm not hundred percent sure. Right. Okay. Don't quote that. But we've got a winner. We've got a winner. Yeah. Tom, you do so the honours. I've picked the winner. Um, there was a lot of good entries. A lot, a lot of talking about your rabbits. A lot of talking about my timekeeping. Um, but but neither of those get into to the winners actually. So I think I feel like this one's tugged on your heartstrings a, uh, li- a little well, bit, and you yeah. fell for it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, well, fair play to the guy. Dean Caffrey is our is our winner. Um, he says, "Great podcast again, despite the results." Uh, New Year's resolutions are as follows: one for Dan is to really d- lay down the law and not accept the small Heath booth anymore. It's too small and not representative of the quality of this channel. And you need to let the owners of the booths know this. The booth booking is purely down to Tom. Really, yeah. I can't, I've got no control. And actually, it's not down over. to me. It's it's whatever's free. Usually, yeah. we can secure this one, but every every now and again, we are the the lowest on the rung, aren't we? Yeah. Um, so if it's the not runts free, of the litter, so to speak. Yeah, very yeah. much so. To use a rabbit term. That's a more of a pet term. Yeah. Okay. yeah, we're very pet centric on this on this channel. My New Year's resolution is to create a YouTube channel about the food you taste at events, functions, and football grounds, and give them all a rating, and if they were value for money or not. I promise to watch if you do this. Now, I would love to do that. I really would. I don't think there's a demand for it though. There clearly is. Dean Caffrey wants it. Yeah, that's one person. I think. I, I don't think your mum would watch that. Ah, she would. No, why? she would. I don't think she would. One person that wouldn't watch it and would actually kill me if I started another YouTube channel is my wife. Is she um, happy? Well, not really. Not with the NFL stuff as well. It's, it's hard doing one channel, to be honest. So very, fair play to you for doing two. It's very busy at the moment, especially with the playoffs around the corner. But we won't get into that because we don't have any time. No. You've done well to get the Twitter I questions up. I, I didn't do it in the end. <laughs> so well done, well done to Dean Caffrey. Dan will be sending you the God, book. Get in touch with me, Dean. Give me, give me your address. Yeah. I still, I don't think those socks have been sorted. That's not my fault. Are you though. wearing them? No, I'm not. But I did tr- actually try and you sort are. that. I'm not. No, you're not. I did actually try and sort that. That wasn't my fault. Like your trains are never your fault. This this isn't my fault. I mean, this is your fault. No, no, no. <laughs> I have no, no no. I'm not saying it's your fault. I'm just saying it's not my fault. I've tried. Yeah, but you had the socks. I can't. I literally forget can't socks. get the forget trains the to forget run. the socks. I didn't have the socks at any point. Did They've been sent off by the company. Oh right. I'll get onto them again because I'd forgotten about it. Um. Jatinda, why do you think it's taken for certain players to get injured for Bruce to pick the team and get a result like that? Surely he should be able to pick a good team. Seems like he stumbles on to good results by accident. I get what you're saying, but I do think it's a bit harsh to say that. Because he does have to pick a lot of teams. 
and we've won a lot of games. So I don't think you can... I get that he has stumbled on a couple of things, but generally he has to pick a lot of teams when we have won games. It's a bit of a paradox, isn't it? Because often we say that we like a stable team and you like to... You'd like to have your set eleven, and you, you know, if you're playing well, why change a, why change the formula? And then when things don't go right, then you have to st- suddenly try and work out what your new best team is for for the certain situation. I think if, yeah. if Bruce was changing it every week, he'd get the same amount of stick for doing that. So, um, yeah, I, I, he's got to stick it, with this team now, though, as I've said. Well, you, you certainly stick for it for the next game, but then if something needs changing again, there'll be new injuries, yeah. new suspensions, and, and that yeah. stuff will happen. That's just the way it is. Claire Eccles 742 says, genuinely think I suffered with acute hysteria. To be honest, I think I did last night. I was very, very happy driving back to London late last night. Yeah. It doesn't G- matter when you win, does it? I was giddy. Yeah. Yeah, so it's been used a few times at that word yeah. today. Matty versus the world. Can you please discuss Bruce and his reaction to mass hysteria and whether he's right to focus on that and dig fans out? Yeah, we've, got, we've kind of already, already covered that for, Ma- for Matty. Hoppo, Ben Hopkins, not speaking about chance the, for once. The chant expert. Yeah, he's not gone for he's not gone for the chance. I'd, he's asked which was the best goal last night, and our thoughts on the fringe players. Who we've probably we've discussed that the best goal. I like I, the third goal. I, the Snodgrass goal. I just liked the extra touch and the fact that Greer just travelled the length of the pitch. That's annoying. I was going to say that one. I also really liked Hogan's header. I thought that was class. It's um, great. He's a very good header. He did well to get to the ball for one and to to angle it over I thought it was a really nice header when you're used to scoring one goal a game all goals are good aren't they yeah yeah. <laughs> one uh, goal at best Jack Hurley's asked about Sam Johnston we've already discussed that dismissed it Joshua Leong with our current injuries what would you say is our strongest starting team and bench the starting team we've got at the moment regardless of injuries you've got to keep yeah the only I, person you could I would say that you're going to bring in really is, is going to be John Terry I would imagine for the Nottingham Forest game Rob Henry, are we close to getting the team built around Jack? To have it built around him for me has to be in the middle. And that's where he's been playing, so that's a real positive thing to see. But he did talk about it at the start of the season, Bruce, and really showed him that that should be something that we're doing yesterday. Yeah. Do you yeah. think one do you think one game I know he's played better since he's come back from injury, but obviously um against Middlesbrough Bruce preferred Onoma for one reason or another. He had a hamstring knock, Grealish. Right. That was the reason. So I mean do you think do you think one game one swallow makes a summer as they say do you think now Grealish is again it's his position to lose and and that is now is the time where Bruce is going to start doing what he wanted to do in August and build that team around him and he's now going to be the focal point I think we should do it anyway because he hasn't had a run in the middle in the championship yeah and that's but his, do you think Bruce will do it I think he's got to I think he's got to the fans demand it another thing about Grealish let me tell you that man knows knows how to milk and applause he, he, wait, he waits till the end, he waits till everyone else has been up to the crowd and then he comes running up on his own, blowing the, blowing the kisses to the whole end. He knows how to milk and applause. I like it. I, I like fair players that, that go up to the crowd and takes the time. You know, He could run down the changing room straight away as Cristiano Ronaldo did once when I was at Real Madrid and that annoyed me. <laughs> I, thought you, I thought you were talking like you play, you were playing there well, no, when I was at Real Madrid. Oh, yeah. yeah. Me, me and Chris. Yeah. Jacques Bennett. I don't know why I did the, the surname in a... In a, funny, in a funny voice. Yeah. What would you both put our inconsistent patches of good slash bad form down to? Injuries, massively. I think injuries have been a real derailleur. Um, losing your first choice centre-back and then losing your second choice centre-back, obviously not including Chester, but your first choice replacement, let's say. I think that's huge. Uh, losing your centre-forward... Um, yeah, I, I think injuries are a massive reason. I don't think they're the only reason. I don't think they're the only reason, but I think it's a huge one. I don't think, like, like you're saying, I think they played a part in injuries, but I think you can just put it down to the championship in general. Yeah. That's what that's what I think. Trevor Hood, simple question, what the hell just happened? <laughs> I was kind of asking myself that, that last night. I absolutely have no idea, but I liked it, and I hope it happens on a more frequent basis. Uh, Linda Pallet asked about James Chester. The trouble is with these, we've, we did leave them to the end, and we've already discussed half the things that people have asked. We but at least we're at least we're, discu- we're discussing what people yeah people are asking. So she asked about James Chester, Thorsten Jensen. Will we make the top two? Come on, boys! Itk, stick your neck out. I say yes. Presumably, I'm the itk. Are you? No, no. <laughs> I don't think either of us are. Uh, no, I'm definitely not. Um, it's, uh, 
I'm going to say I'm going to say no on the balance of probability, but I think we could be. I think we could be one of three or four that that nicks the extra second spot, and yeah, we could be. But I'm going to say on probability, no. I'm not going to stick my neck out. Right. I'm going to say we're capable of it. We've shown by being a really good side yesterday that we're capable of it. I think our fixtures, and Bruce has talked about this, I think our fixtures are going to play a part. We've played most of the tough teams away and we're very, very good at Villa Park in general. So I, I think there's a good chance. Kind of sticking your neck out there. I'm not saying definitely, but I think there's a good chance. If I had to predict somewhere for us to finish now, I'd probably... I said second at the start of the season. I'd probably say third. Uh, I've been saying that for a, a while. So you're just going along with the ITK? You're not ITK. <laughs> Idiot Thomas... Character with a K. Bad for Sorry, you, man. wouldn't it? I couldn't think of anything else. Yeah. You guys, you go to the YouTube comments. All right. Um, guys, Villa fan man, this is. Guys, I was reading a story in the Mirror about us not paying suppliers and taking out loans to pay players' wages. Uh, this is disturbing news. Please don't let this be true. Question the source. He's uh, Dr. Tony's rubbish that today. Yeah. He's come out and said it's completely, complete fabrication. I'm not a huge fan of the Daily Mirror. Uh, I'm a huge fan of James Nurse, if I'm being honest. Yeah, Visoff, Bruce has had, Bruce has about two to three games to sort this out. Or I when think was this? When was this from? This was four days ago, so it was bef- before the Middlesbrough game. Yeah, it must have been. Okay. So, so he did sort it out. Has two to three games to sort this out. Well, Visoff, you should be happy with that. He seems to have, have sorted it out. Um, expectations are high. That's kind of stuff. Uh, Rob Henry, you answered this question. Do we need a new striker in January window? Nope. Uh, Chester is an animal, just like our centre-back. Very hey, funny. My bunny rabbit, Chester. Oh, yeah. I didn't really get that. To... That's because you didn't watch the video oh, time yeah, where the microphone yeah. was chewed up. O'Hare to make an impact from the bench today. Let's start the new year with a bang. Do you think he did the O'Hare to be funny? We're talking about the rabbits, and then he said O'Hare. No. Do you think he's... Uh, okay. But if you did, Chris Lay... Fair then, play. Then fair, fair play to you. Uh, pure Muscle... Big, big name, that Pure Muscle. Well, look at his picture. He's justified. Is it? Yeah. Is this the same guy that's going to give us uh, oh, can't training? There's so many muscly people around, Tom. None of them are me and you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dan Bardell, is there any truth in this Sam Johnston? Oh, we talked about that. Yeah. Didn't, uh, want, didn't want your opinion on Sam Johnston. Doesn't trust your IT guy. Wow. Well, we'll see when the end yeah. of the season comes. Um, Malachi Aubrey. Uh, this is from Fancam's video now. I live in Bristol, so this gives me the ultimate bragging rights being the only Villa fan. Enjoy My friend it. Aston, who lives in that area, was very, very worried about this game. He said he gets more nervous about Bristol City than he does about Birmingham, the Birmingham City game because of the people that he knows. Yeah. So he'll be really, really happy. Do you know Bristol City have lost two away games this year? To, yeah, they lost To Villa Aug- and Birmingham. Yeah, they lost in August. Did they lose in August? Yeah. Yeah. Was that Birmingham they lost yeah. to? It's funny, isn't it? That's a silly defeat now looking back, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Cyberdon Blue, I just woke up from the strangest dream. I dreamt I went to Villa Park and watched the Steve Bruce team play some really exciting attacking football and hammer Bristol City 5-0. Oh, well, you have to have a dream, don't you? I hope he did go, because he says he's struggling to get down to games recently due to health, I think. So that would have been a good one to go to if he did. And I feel like it would be remiss of me not to mention young Tom Griffiths, who always comes on fan cams, really, really nice kid, always tries to be positive, despite his dad's negativity. He always tries to be positive and keep a smile on his face. He's watched some utter dross in the, in his childhood, and then he misses the 5-0 with a, a tummy upset. Yeah, that's tough. Oh, that, that is... Uh, that, I've got a smile on my face, but that isn't, that isn't nice. I do feel for him. Hopefully he'll get to see another game. Not as bad as you miss similar him, ilk. missing the cup final. Oh, no. But that's <laughs> illness, isn't it? Poor, poor time. Mine was just down to sheer bad parenting. <laughs> uh, we've got Wolves fan here. DJ Mixter Wolves. Um, second place is very doable for Villa. I hope you do it. It'll be great to see Wolves and Villa go up automatically. And Baggies come down. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I would like to see Derby and Birmingham go down the other way. Derby and Birmingham go down. No, no, no. That was a different point. Uh, you said baggies, and I said Birmingham carry on going down. Well, yeah, I'd like to get rid of them. Uh, I would like to see Derby go up through the playoffs. I'm a Wolves fan, and I don't want. Uh, he doesn't want Albion to go down. I uh, bet he doesn't. Yeah, because he, he's suddenly thinking he's got the bit between his teeth. Wolves are looking really, really good. I give Wolves play baggies now. Wolves would win. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, would, yeah, I yeah. think so. The, the Premier League needs a good Midlands contingent. Um, I did like that season when we were all in the Prem. Even though we lost to Birmingham a couple of times, I think. It was good when Villa, Baggies, Wolves, oh, who have I missed out here? And Blues. There's Blues I missed out. We're all in the Prem. 
He asked a question at the end there. Does any Villa fan want to see the Albion get relegated? You wouldn't Just because of the way they took the mick out of us, but then I suppose, we, I suppose we've took the mick out of them the 101 times they've got relegated, so I suppose the one time we got relegated, it's a fair game. Yeah. Scotty Edwards, not his biggest fan, but I have to give Bruce credit for last night. His back was against the wall and he let the team play. Grealish showed why the team has to be built around him at number 10. Draws in the opposition, which creates space for other players yes, to Scotty, shine. Yes, Scotty Edwards knows. I think that's a good comment to finish on. Yeah, yeah. Scotty Edwards liked that comment a lot. Yeah, well done, Scotty. And uh, well we've done, gone, Villa. Yeah, we've got, we've got the hour. Well, yeah. Totally. A much more joyous podcast this week than last time out so hopefully all the Villa fans that are listening or watching this will have enjoyed us talking about the six points that we joked about us getting last last podcast a world away a world yeah. away from where we were last week that's it we usually fanny around with the outro but I'm not going to not going to do that do that today yep. if you've missed any Villa View videos fan cams go back and ha- have a look at them and see see what the fans were saying after the game there'll be a match preview coming before Peterborough and I think I'll probably be doing fan cams after the Peterborough game, if Rollo can tear himself away from his puppy Stanley. Thanks for uh, watching and listening. First one of 2018. We're hoping there'll be many, many, many more Villa View videos and Villa View podcasts to come. Thanks to Tom. Up the Villa. Six points. Let's go home. Up the Villa. Let's go. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.